0: Hello and welcome to the Durham Community Action Podcast. In this episode, you'll be introduced to three community buildings across County Durham as we celebrate Village Halls Week. My name is Katie Baggett and I'm your podcast host. Village Halls Week is a national campaign that shines a spotlight on the contribution community buildings make to rural communities. This year's campaign challenges community buildings to do something different and innovate for the future and focuses on five key themes. Do something different, something for everyone, celebrating and supporting the arts, beacons of hope for a more sustainable future, and financial resilience. At Durham Community Action, our community development officers work with community buildings by offering advice, guidance, and support.
1: Here are Tracy and Isla to tell us more. We work with a variety of different halls, and that could be, you know, your traditional... Village halls in Teesdale and Weirdale, where they're completely volunteer-led with no members of staff and just doing very local community activity. And then you've got your very busy community centres in places like Durham City or East Durham, which are very, very active and do a lot of different activities for lots of different members of their communities.
0: And why do the community buildings come to DCA?
2: Whether that's starting a new project and how to get that off the ground whether they want to look at their organisation from the inside out and do some review of their governance, which can often include looking at their legal structure making sure that fits with what they want to do both now and in the future. They look to us to help them with funding for different activities or sometimes capital money for refurbishment of the building. They often have questions about policies and procedures to make sure that they're looking at their compliance, um, volunteer support, trustee recruitment, a whole range of of things often when we go in and when we start speaking to a group the thing they've asked us to help them with can often lead to more things that they need some support with but it's just that introduction
1: and what sort of support and guidance does DCA give to community buildings so we'll offer advice and guidance on governance sustainability development planning funding we do quite a few training and events as well, which people can attend. So that's different training sessions. We do funding events. We do our food and growing events. We offer funding searches for people, so um, they'll come to us because they've got a project in mind and they have no idea where to go to find the right funders. So we'll do a search for them and and talk them through that process as well. We'll offer a critical friend for funding applications. We'll read through a funding application that they've written as just an outside view of it really because sometimes when you're sitting writing something you just get too deep into it and you can't see what maybe the funder might be looking for. We assist with the incorporation processes so specifically for village halls quite a few of them were set up in the past where they were unincorporated organizations and as they've grown they've decided that they, they want to go through incorporation. We help with trustee role specification so if they're looking to recruit new trustees we help them put together advertisements or you know application packs and we can also help them by advertising that on the volunteer platform as well and supporting with volunteer recruitment in general.
0: And what is next for community buildings and innovation for the future?
2: I'd say we've built really strong relationships that we continue to work with people who manage and run these community buildings um, and support them to look at their recovery post-COVID. If that's thinking of new ideas, working in partnership with other organisations that have got opportunities, connecting people together so that they can look at, you know, different things that they haven't perhaps tried before. We know a lot of them are struggling to get the level of participation back. Some people are nervous to, to return to these community buildings, so it's making sure we're supporting them to put robust risk assessments in place and maintaining the COVID safe measures in the levels of cleanliness. So it's offering that reassurance to their communities that they are safe to come back. But we are encouraging people to just take it at their own pace. There is no pressure for them to reopen if they're not ready and they're not comfortable to do that. So we're just kind of a listening ear for people as well and, and reassuring people that it's OK to just take your time. They were able to get a lot of support, financial support through the COVID support grant. So a lot of them aren't financially struggling at the moment but we don't know how long it's going to be before we're back up and running so it's just being mindful that you know they are needing to do some planning so we're here to help and support with that.
1: A lot of them also have in the back of their minds is the climate emergency and how they are going to do what they can to support those initiatives in the future. For some of the buildings, that could mean that they're going to have an energy audit and then maybe put in some energy saving measures, which is a big project for some of them. So that's something that I know a lot of our pools are talking to us about at the moment, starting those first steps to reducing their carbon emissions.
2: Another way that we're trying to help and support people is working in partnership with East Durham Trust um, and Durham County Council. We have a small grant scheme called Connect Building Support Fund. Um, the grants are about £500, but the aim of the fund is to... Um, allow, it's, it's to support the recovery of a community building, either build back its capacity or to maintain COVID safe standards. So things that we've funded so far are credit card readers to help um, halls minimise cash handling, which is obviously a touch point. We've provided lots of PPE and hand sanitizer, new vacuum cleaners, steam cleaners, anything that's about, you know, maintaining COVID safe standards. But we've also provided funding for organisations to offer discounted room hire, to those groups that are keen to come back but don't yet have the numbers to make it worth the while so it's a little bit of a helping hand. We've made it a really simple process and we do all of the assessment in-house and it helps us to contact people who we haven't perhaps spoken to before and network them in with what DCA is about and what it does so for the future they're networked in and they can get access to all of our helping and resources.
0: Tracy and Isla, our community development officers, there talking about a wide range of support we offer to community buildings across County Durham. To celebrate the key themes of Village Halls Week, I spoke to three community centres across County Durham, who are all making an impact to be innovative for the future. I chatted to Peter Sykes from Frommelgate Moor Youth and Community Centre about creating a more sustainable, energy-efficient future for the centre.
3: A really important thing that we, uh, we're doing all the time is we're monitoring what our utilities actually use for us so that we can tell which particular area might be having a problem. If, we, if we're monitoring the water, there might be a leak or somebody might have left on a tap running in one of the toilet areas. So we can soon see by looking at that, that triggers a little effect for us to say, yes, that needs to be looked at and looked at now. It is the monitoring, and, and I think we've probably found after following through the audit survey and, and all the various um, improvements that we've made to the place, that certainly monitoring is one of our, our biggest areas of control and one of the things that helps to keep the centre uh, sustainable. So our, our, our green uh, look is through doing that. And then about um, five years ago, now, we actually installed solar panels on, on the uh, west an east facing roof so we get the full the full kind of run of those as the sun made its way so obviously south facing would be great but none of our roofs are south facing so we had those installed and again we found that the uh, the feeding tariff gives us quite a useful kind of boost to our savings and also the fact that it reduces our electricity uh, use during the day when they're actually on the northeast isn't isn't renowned for its uh, its its uh, sunlight, but actually we do get quite a reasonable uh, amount of, of sunlight, sufficient certainly, so that we estimate by next year that the investment that we had made in in solar panels will have actually paid for itself. So again, quite pleased with that, because what we've tried to do as we've gone along is manage our jobs so that a we could bid for funding to get them done, or B, where we got partial funding for it, we have invested some of our own capital to make sure that, say, for example, a hall or a toilet area wasn't out of action for too long because obviously we rely for quite a bit on our general income coming in on hiring out the halls. So yeah, that, that's you've got to take into account all, all kinds of activities. One thing that might, might seem rather curious is obviously security is an issue that all community centres have outside of, uh, of normal running hours as there aren't always people there to kind of keep an eye on it. But we've tried to make sure that by installing CCTV, that we've got a management system for keeping the centre secure. Now, it might not seem particularly uh, energy efficient, but in, in many ways, it's, it's efficient in, in terms of us as catching people who might be trying to, to damage the building in some particular way. So that's another uh, action that we're taking. And we've also just recently, uh, within the last two years, installed uh, automatic window ventilation systems so that when groups come in, they can quickly, by literally by the press of a button, open windows so they've got the ventilation, the air coming in and circulating in the hall so that it reduces the chances of the virus passing. And secondly, when they leave, again, just to press of a button, and the windows are closed and locked and secure so again it's been a, a useful activity from all points of view and it's the whole thing about when you're managing a com- community center you're thinking about sustainability but you're also thinking about the security of the premises and the contents of the premises in order to keep it usable by everybody for the for the long term
0: is there any organisations in County Durham that you worked
3: with? We are actively involved with several organisations within the county. The County Durham Community Foundation are one of the groups that we work with very closely. We're very happy to do so because they've always got good ideas and we use their website to get information about funding bids that are available. Durham AAP are another group who we work closely with and also with Durham Community Action.
0: I also spoke to Alison Patterson at Blackhall Community Centre about the importance of doing something for everyone, especially after re-emerging after COVID. How has the support from the team at Durham Community Action through the Community Hub's development programme to access COVID support grants helped your community centre to re-emerge after COVID? It
4: helped us just keep on going, but it helped us get in touch with people and have things on to help people come back because a lot of people were conscious of coming back out, they were conscious of coming into a building for starts. because a lot of people have been isolated, they've stayed home, they were told to stay home, they weren't sure how to deal with things, so us having things on, and having schemes like um, black hole buddies, which meant we were almost like a, a hand-holding service, where we could go and knock on, knock on Ethel's door and say, come on Ethel, we'll take you around, and when she got in the building, she's going, oh yeah, this is actually okay, it's, it's quite distant, and You know, we've got masks, we've got one system in place. So it just meant it gave us the extra ability to to help those people that were really struggling. And us being in the centre of the village, in the hub of the village, we kind of had access to those kind of people that we knew needed some support to come back. The buildings had a facelift during COVID. We've struggled, I've been doing, I've been running this centre for 17 years um, and we've always struggled financially as have many community centres. But as a result of COVID, there was so much help out there for making things COVID secure that we tapped into everything we could. It financially allowed us to redecorate. and um, Of course, there was things that we needed to put up the screens to keep everybody distant and safe. There was hand washing, there was sanitizers. We converted the place to lights that didn't need switches, so people didn't have to touch anything. No people were allowed in. We had the the time on our hands to decorate, to paint. It's a whole new building, it really is. We've got electronic doors on now, which we tapped into some funding for, so people didn't have to touch doors, because I think that was the key. Masks, we've been donated masks from all over the place in the early days. It's just made a huge difference to us, a huge difference. Many different working practices, but there's lots of things happened that, Gave us a little bit of breathing space almost to get things done. We're as busy as we are now coming back seven days a week, nine until nine every every single day. The full impact of the new facility is attracting more and more business. So we're going from strength to strength.
0: What kind of activities or events have made an impact for something for everyone, for the members, for your community centre?
4: During COVID, the three main events that we did was the Winter Wonderland, which last December we were socially distant and we could only have so many people in the building so we generated a one-way system we had I think we had about 23 marshals in the place to be able to direct people around at that time we were only allowed one family we were allowed in bubbles of family bubbles and we had a queue round the block waiting to get in because I think at that time people were so desperate to do something and we were brave enough to to say right we're going to do it and we had a really successful, we had nearly 300 people through the doors and we literally had to stand at the door and marshal them and say, look, you can do. So we had different stations so they could colour in, they could have a selfie taken, they could go into the snow room. And as one family moved on, the next family moved. And so that was a hugely successful event to happen during COVID, but it, it made such a difference to so many people. The other thing we did is in August, we did um, the annual flower fruit and veg show where local people, local gardeners and allotments grow massive onions and leeks and flowers and chrysanthemums. And again, we had to be very careful. We're only allowed 30 people in the hall at any one time, but we came, they showed this stuff. They came, they dropped off rather than hanging around. Um, And again, people came through the building and, and, and watched that and did that. And I think it just gave them something. And I think as a result of that, they came to do that and to be safe. So those people would think, well, as the restrictions lessened, they thought, well, that was all right then. So it's going to be all right now. And so we've only really just stopped um, taking our one way system signs down. We've always still had masks and everything on. So people do feel they can come here and, and be safe. I didn't really close through COVID at all. The staff went on furlough, but I didn't. So we helped them, you know, from day one, really, whether it was, Tapping on windows, saying, Are you all right? Or dropping off food, and taking magazines, collecting a newspaper. We had a mobile library, we had mobile food. We just did everything we could really through the uh, whole experience. So people think we, you know, we were there before the pandemic, we were there during, and very much we're there after it now. Well, the community centre, as I say, it's it's part of our life here, it's just what we do. So people know us as a community centre. What we started out as 18 years ago as effectively just a, almost an all time dance hall. We're now now a, a seven days a week at Community Hub, the hub of the village. You know we spread our net far and wide so it's not just accessible to people at Black Hall, we do the surrounding area. Um, so the village hall as it were is, is just so much more than that now.
0: Focusing on the theme of financial resilience, I spoke to Karen Dodds from Dipton Jubilee Centre about how securing grants helped the centre to improve.
5: I have never, ever done a grant application before. I got to like something like four or five steps in. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, what do you see for the centre? And I says, well, it's like a bottomless pit. Like the kitchen was ruined. It was wooden windows. Half the glass was missing. There was just so many things. We needed a new fire panel. The the list just went on and on. And she said, "Why are you applying for a small grant?" And I was like, "Well, just start at the top of the list and work my way down." She was mm-hmm. like, "No, no, no, go back to the beginning and start again and apply for a big one." I was like, "No, I don't know what I'm doing." Mm-hmm. So we did, and e hey, I couldn't believe it. I just honestly, it was like just so phenomenal. It was just unreal because we actually got it. So this to do list, the whole top of the List was done in one brand It was just amazing, and then obviously Tracy helped us from there. So it was thirty-three percent of what we'd already get. So we're getting like hundred and eight thousand. So it meant that we could do everything else that was on the list. So we had internal refurbishment of the hallway. So there was plastering, internal doors, the new fire panel, painting, carpets. Oh, it was it was just I, I can't tell you. It was just like a dream. Because of COVID, it worked really weird because the work was due to start as COVID hit. So a lot of the companies that were instructed had lost a lot of domestic work because obviously they weren't able to get into houses. But because the centre is so big and there was, in effect, four different zones, were able to still provide all these local contractors with work. So the work actually continued during COVID. I was able to divert 100% of my time along to the centre. So I ended up being a bit of the barrow boy and clearing out rubbish and stuff and filling skips, um, which really wasn't in the plan, but it did make a difference. But then my dad set to and did a lot of work as well, like volunteers, because obviously he was in his own little section. So we got quite a bit more work done than we had originally planned. So it was weird because we we're doing all this positive stuff. But we didn't know how it was going to work in the long term and whether we're really wasting more time, if if I'm totally honest, because nobody at that point knew what the future held for anybody. So all this work was going on and this centre was evolving and it was changing completely and nobody had seen it. Mm. So then as the skips started to arrive and the contractors started to arrive, when everybody was going out for an hour's walk, um, they were diverting past the centre to see what was going on and get a little update each day. So it was lovely. So even in such a negative point, everybody had this positive that they were able to see that things were happening and that it was all coming true. And, mm-hmm. and it, was, it was just a lovely, lovely moment for the community because in the middle of all the negativity, there was this positive thing going on in the background. When COVID lifted and we were starting to be able to get these groups back in, they were just blown away by the transformation that had took place. It was just, mm-hmm. honestly, it's been beautiful. Groups started to filter back slowly and we were a little anxious. Um, but as time's gone on, the groups have all come back, even our little over-60s clubs just come back. So that's nice. And we're bingo started, so that's always an essential. Mm-hmm. But then we've had a lot of new groups in choir because obviously the work's took place and obviously there's been this excitement and buzz about it. We have actually getting new groups as well. And then we're, party bookings have started again. So the centre's coming on really leaps and bounds and it can only go better, you know, it can only get you know more positive from here. We've had some new inquiries of people wanting to volunteer, which is nice. It's just lovely to be able to provide that space for people. Mm -hmm. It's lovely to be part of
0: something that the village is so passionate about. Community buildings do so much to improve life for local residents, often providing the only local space where people gather while enjoying a wide range of activities and services. To find out how you can get involved and support the campaign, visit the link in the description. We would love to hear about the activities going on in community buildings across the county. Let us know by emailing tracy.emory at durhamcommunityaction.org.uk or isla.ballard at durhamcommunityaction.org.uk. As we come to the end of our second episode of the Durham Community Action podcast, I'd like to remind you that this podcast is not just for you, it's about you please get in touch by emailing katie.baggett at durhamcommunityaction.org.uk to feed your ideas for future episodes and what you want to hear about. Until then, join us on our social media pages at durham.com action to keep updated. Subscribe to our podcast through your favourite podcast service such as Apple, Spotify or Google and we'll see you next time.